What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today's episode has been highly requested for months now. We are bringing on an incredible astrologer to do a deep dive into all the things you want to know. So sit back, grab your manifestation moon journals, y'all, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. Have you gotten a chapter 6 yet? <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. Okay, you guys, today Maddie Murphy is joining us. She is an incredible astrologer, but also just a badass bitch. I adore her. She is so knowledgeable. She is so fun. And so many times people are like, I want to read my chart. I want to know how astrology can inform my life or give me validation. But they're not really sure what the ins and outs are. They have so many questions around all of it. So we are going to dive into all of that today. Day. We are going to talk about your Saturn return, about the new moons, the full moons, what the fuck we're supposed to be doing on all of those to really make the most out of them, how we can manifest, how we can use the astrology charts that we are given at birth to really kind of infer different times of our life and give us some insight as to what the fuck is going on as we float through this little rock called Earth. Also, we are going to get into Mercury retrograde, why it fucking with us so much and all astrology things. So without further ado, please welcome Maddie Murphy. Maddie Murphy, welcome to FML Talk. I am so fucking stoked to have you here. What's up, girl? How are you? Oh, thank you. I am so, so, so tickled to be here. Yay. Um, I love your content. I love your work. Uh, I, I, You've done some stuff for me on my chart. So I'm so excited to have you here to kind of dig into all things astrology. Can you kind of just give everybody a little bit of a background of how you came to start practicing astrology and what your kind of journey with it has been? Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, astrology changed my life. Um, uh, probably like a lot of people listening who are into it. I'm very curious about it, drawn to it from a young age. You know, I like would read all the horoscopes, sneak into the local new age shop, read little like books about like, okay, my crush's sign and my sign. And, um, you know, just sort of always drawn into that more mystical cosmic realm of life. But then, you know, I'm a New Yorker, very ambitious. I like kind of entered the business world in college. It was like, I got to be serious. And I sort of cast all that aside. And then um, lo and behold, my Saturn return in my late 20s imploded my whole entire life. So I know similar, <laughs> similar, similar, but different. Um, funny how that happens. And I was just left standing there, you know, called off my wedding, quit my job. My parents were getting divorced, sold my childhood home, just standing there with like nothing, a wreckage of my previous life. And I was like, well, I got to start rebuilding this somehow. Um, so I was desperate enough to try anything. I was like, I'm going to go back into some of that woo-woo stuff I was into when I was little. And, you know, someone recommended that I went to a workshop and then um, just on and on and on down the rabbit hole. And um, the difference of astrology as an adult then is I was like, oh, this is really powerful for understanding who I am, um, my strengths, my 
things to overcome, um, to understand each other, to understand these rhythms and phases. And I was like, oh, I had no idea when I was drawn to this as a kid. Uh, but yeah, and then you know now I do this full time, which is its own separate long journey. But basically, astrology gave me a language and a tool to understand this like crazy chaos that is the human experience. <laughs> yes, I love that. We love having some validation that we're not fucking psycho while we're floating on this goddamn rock through this planet. Yes to that. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Um, okay, so we're going to dive in. I normally don't have a list of questions for my guests. We normally just kind of riff and and go naturally. But because so many of my FMLers were like, oh, my God, I have so many questions about astrology. We're going to we're going to refer to the notes of uh, of what the listeners wanted to hear. So let's just start with can you break down what astrology is and how it can be used as a tool in our lives? Absolutely. Um in probably the simplest form, astrology is just the study of patterns and phases and cycles of things that are happening um, in the cosmic realm, in the planets with the luminaries, the sun, moon, and the stars, um, and how it affects us here on Earth. Um, you know, whether or not we totally understand how it all works, or if you're new or you've been doing this forever, we do have to admit that, like, we are connected. We're connected to, you know, the expression is as above so below when things are happening up in there, which seems like so far out, the sun and moon, what, Saturn, Venus, what, there's like these planets. Um, there's actually like a parallel experience happening on Earth. So it's not so much the planets are forcing us to do something. Some people are like, what, you think you can blame your behavior on, you know, Mars? I'm like, no, it's not like um, a cause and effect thing. It's just like a simultaneous, it's like being able to read a pattern across the hallway. Mm. Like, so when that happens, this is how people tend to act. So now I can look at the phases. Okay, last time that happened 100 years ago, XYZ happened. So that's probably going to happen again now. And we can use it to really begin to forecast and chart our lives. Um, and then the way I like to use it on the personal level is that the moment you're born, the moment you take your first breath, it's like you pass down the cosmic realm like you have a soul everyone listening to this i'm sure feels that way you're not just your physical body and that part of you you know your energy your personality your soul while you're here the things the baggage you brought the patterns you're here to clear your karma it's all like you're going through these like realms as you're born and then you're here and looking at your chart is a blueprint to understand like they say humans don't come with instruction manuals, but they actually do. It's your birth chart. It's like that's your soul's mm -hmm. fingerprint. When we talk about a natal chart, that's understanding, you know, Gabrielle, who are you? Why are you here? What lights you up? What needs do you have? What obstacles are you here to overcome? Um, and again, it's been used since like the beginning of time, like kings and mystics and farmers. All these people used it. And then somewhere, you know, around the turn of the 17th and 18th century, there was a smear campaign against astrologers. So um, brought on by astronomers. So that's when people started looking You're at right. it like a pseudoscience. <laughs> but before that, um, you know, everyone used it and it will really surprise you. The people I work with who are very, you know, present themselves in a very serious, maybe corporate, more linear, logical way, who don't just like believe in astrology, but rely on it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what's really important is that you're not, it's not like you can look at a chart and it's a medium predicting your life. Mm -hmm. It's, it's being able to look at your chart and being like, okay, 
there's something that big that's going to happen around this time or you should probably chill the fuck out during this period in your life um, like <laughs> yeah like really or for validation you know like i remember uh when i had my chart read one time they looked at my 2017 and was like what the fuck was going on here mm-hmm. like this was some heavy shit um and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later with you know saturn returns and such um what are the big 3 and what do those indicate so the big 3 so really piggybacking nicely off of what you said about validation um Listen, like being a human and understanding ourselves and even learning how to identify ourselves is really hard. So the big three is a great place to start if you're new to astrology. Um, We call it that in the nickname. It's the sun, moon, and rising, also known as the ascendant. So um, everyone's familiar with your sun sign. That's like when someone's like, hey, what's your sign, baby? Or, you know, your star sign. It's also that's the solar, the sun season you were born in. Um, but that's a long time. That's like, you know, 28, 29 days. So there's a lot of different types of, you know, Scorpios or Cancers or Sagittarius that are out there. Um, so then understanding your sun sign is very much like who you're here to be, the tools that you're given to share your authentic fucking brilliance with the world. Like your sun's how you're going to shine with the sun. It's how you're going to feel the most vitality and like channeling all of your imagination and talents and gifts through that sun sign, but it's not necessarily how we feel all the time. It's sort of like the role we're learning how to play in this lifetime. If you really want to get to know yourself, the first thing I say in astrology, look up your moon sign because that Mm. was the aha I had as an adult. Like, yes, the Saturn return and learning about it gave me so much context. Like, oh, that's what the fuck just happened to my life. But I was like, I'm a Virgo. I kind of identify with that. Everyone's like, you're very organized and you do this and you're perfectionist. I was like, yeah, like I try to be that way, but really my default self, especially leading out to my Saturn return, um, I was much, much more identification with my Pisces moon. So your moon is your inner world. It's like who you are, like all the time in your head. It's who you are when the doors are closed. It's who you are in your relationships. It's your inner child. It's like that little version of you that like needs something different um, than maybe your sun sign. Your moon represents your intuition, your creativity, and it's really the best hack for figuring out how you react to emotional stimuli. So when you are excited or enthusiastic or really hyper, you're gonna feel your moon sign. That's what's gonna light you up. But truly, when you are triggered, tired, traumatized, hangry, you better learn your moon sign because that's who's gonna come out (laughs) in a shadowy way. Um, Yeah, so the moon sign's the inner world. And then you're rising, you're ascendant. It's just what it sounds like. It's what you're rising into. It's what guides you. Um, it has a lot to do with like the impressions you give off, but it's not just that because it, it, some people say like, it's the mask you wear. I don't agree with that. It's more of like your soul's essence, your aura that the world picks up on. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, I'm a cancer rising. So my whole life, like family is very important to me, home. And people would always be like, oh, you feel so familiar, like family, familiar to me. And, um, and so that's how people would find me for things or people would find me for projects through my family or through knowing my family. So it's like, and then as you kind of grow into your chart, you realize like, okay, by leading with my rising is how I'm gonna like have the most mojo to get out of the bed in the morning and be excited. It's like, ooh, I'm rising to something new. And it's usually how you attract new people and projects into your life. Yes. Okay. I love all of this. Let's give a quick example um, 
can you because people have come to know me on this show so well so i want to take them through my sun moon and rising sign um and have you kind of describe a little bit about each of those so they can see how that matches with me um so i'm a scorpio sun sign mm -hmm. so let's start with that okay so <laughs> give me a little like download on that <laughs> so let's start there um yeah so sun and scorpio so scorpio is really connected to the archetype um of it's all about transformation scorpio it's like the death and rebirth and we think about in the northern hemisphere what's happening during scorpio season right like the leaves are falling we're all like ooh, feeling we're going inward there's scorpios are all about like shedding what no longer serves to make room for something newer and more true mm -hmm. and scorpios don't do anything half-ass scorpios are like ruled by mars and pluto two very intense planets but Scorpio is really about like, let's go into the deep end. Like, I don't want to hang out in the shallow end. I want to know like philosophy. I want to know what your soul's about. I want to know like all of that and like deeper, deep, deep. And also I want to get to the truth of things. And so that's why they're all about transformation because to live a true life, you have to let go of stuff a lot. You have to shed, you have to evolve, you have to move on. So that is obviously you to a T. Yeah. But also psychic as fuck, which I know you are very intuitive. Um, like <laughs> don't try and hide anything from Scorpio because they will figure it out whether it's in the Google realm or like the spirit guide realm, right. <laughs> they will get the info, the dirt that you are hiding. So that's a little word to the wise. Don't try and hide shit from Scorpios. <laughs> Don't try and hide shit from Scorpios or we'll write fucking books about it. Okay, right, exactly. moving on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so that's like your sun. So again, that's something, and we'll talk about your moon sign in a second, but you know, I don't know if you always felt that way. Maybe you felt like, yeah, I feel drawn to that, but maybe that sense of transformation or leaving behind the comfort zone for the cosmic zone, the leaving behind the safe option might've felt like, again, like that's something clearly, we all know your story, like that you, kind of grow, you kind of grow into your sun sign. Like life gives you experiences and usually your Saturn mm. return is this moment of like, okay, it's time to be the you, you came here to be. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely, for sure, big time. Um, okay, that makes a lot of sense. My moon is Aries. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I love your <laughs> Aries moon. I was actually talking about it with my sister. She's an Aries and I was like, you know, Gabrielle Stone from TikTok, I love her. We're talking about like, she watched Eat, Pray, Love. And I was like, and we got this whole tangent about you and everything I was saying, I was like, it's her Aries moon. That's what her Aries moon helped her do that. So your Aries moon, your moon is like your inner world. Again, it's the part of you that's really going to react um, your first instinct, your first impulse. And your Aries moon just wants to fucking go. Like Aries moon is just, it's impulsive. It's like, let's do this. Let's initiation. There's a lot of fire there. It's a fire sign. Scorpio is a water sign. So an Aries moon is like initiate. So when you're emotionally um, thrown off balance in some way to center and to regulate yourself, you want to do something. You want to go into action. Yes. And like yes. Scorpio and Aries, the thing they carry in common is they're both ruled, every zodiac sign, and I can talk about this later if you want, is ruled by a planet. So they're both ruled by Mars, which is the planet of action. So Aries just wants to mm. go with action. Scorpio wants action, but more like in the spiritual realm or more in like, right. let's go inward. Like, let's figure out what's happening inside. So Aries moon, action, go. Um, it's the warrior moon. So there's a lot of boldness and confidence. It's heat. So your emotions may come through more as like anger, spiciness, like sh shooting it straight. Um, not a lot of sugarcoating it with an Aries moon when you're upset. Um, and again, like 
when you were, you know, when we were talking and obviously in your book, just seeing how you were like, uh, yeah, I just went, I just went for it. Like, you know, I'm gonna go and just started writing the book on the plane. I was like, that's that Aries moon. And that's really smart because it connects you to your intuition. And with Aries moon, one of your intuitive superpowers is the thing that feels like an impulse that takes over almost like your physical body. Like I got to just right. go. Oh, and that's really important too. Your moon sign helps you understand really good self care for yourself. I mean, your whole chart does. Mm. And Aries moon needs movement. You have like fire, yeah. fire in you. So that's why I love you're always dancing and movement, like cardio you know, kickboxing, like you need to always be like, like let that steam blow off so you can actually yeah out of the head and into your body. Um, so yeah, so that's Aries moon. Yes, 100% accurate on all of the above. Um, and then my rising is Libra. Mm. So we love this because I always feel like everyone's chart has this divine design that like, ooh, like how things complement each other or how like, okay, Scorpio, Aries, Moon, like, ooh, that's like super intense. and could be super like, whoa, like <gasps> then your Libra rising is like, okay, but also let's make it pretty and let's, uh, <laughs> let's also make it lovely and beautiful and vibey. Um, so Libra rising, is like you move through life and you learn a lot about yourself through relationships. Um, oh, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Libra and Aries, a little quick other like astrology lesson is their opposite signs. So your moon, Aries wants independence. Aries is the sign of the I, Libra is the sign of the we. So your life is about figuring out that balance of like you have two very core needs for like independence, but also like interdependence. Um, but Libra rising is gonna be like, you're gonna learn about yourself through relationships. And again, Libra rising loves peace and harmony and beauty and nice things. And Libra risings are very artistic and creative. So again, that's what's like guiding you throughout life. But as you grow older, and usually the Saturn return is a rite of passage, you can kind of want to control like what opportunities are finding you and like versus when you're younger you might be like yeah i'm learning about myself only through relationships okay libra rising whereas in your saturn return you might be like let me explore this but more consciously like i'm going to actually explore relationships but on my terms now does that make sense right so you're rising yes. and kind of feels like it's happening to you for the first 20 or 30 years and then you kind of be like actually like let me learn about this in a different way so I hope that makes sense. And that kind of like filters the rest of your chart, your rising. So you become a Libra E Scorpio, a Libra E Aries moon. Interesting. I love that. It's also kind of weird that my ex, who was like kind of the catalyst for the Mm -hmm. Saturn return, is an Aries and my ex-husband is a Libra. What that fucking means, I don't even. Astrology like isn't get real. Then why (laughs) the fuck is that real? Yeah, like why did that happen? I mean, like, come on, it's too on the nose. Um, Okay, so if people are wanting to decipher what their big three are, how do they figure that out? So that's really easy. It's okay. This is what I love about astrology. If we were like as 100 years ago, even 50 years ago, you'd have to map this all out, chart graphs, you know, get out one of those compasses that you had in like middle school math class. Um, Now Mm -hmm. you can just hop online for free, astro.com, great resource, time passages, um, we have like a birth chart decoder at CosmicRx.com. That's just a free, it's not seeing your chart in the map graph. It's like a Mad Lib of your chart that you read out. Because when you're new, astrology is very overwhelming. You're like looking at all yes. these signs and symbols and graphs and numbers. Um, but you can find that anywhere online for free nowadays, which is 
huge. And you just, correct me if I'm wrong, you just need your full name, your birth time and date and the location? Yes, so for your obviously sun sign, you just need your birthday. For your moon sign, you need your birthday and your location you were born. And then if you want your rising, you need all three, birthday, birth location, and birth time. So yeah. ask your mom. Okay, awesome. Text your mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> everyone, when I'm hanging out with them, I'm like, gotta text my mom real quick. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Um, can you explain um, what are the different houses in your chart and what that tells us? Mm-hmm. So um, when you look at a chart, it, you know, it looks like a big pizza pie. It's this wheel and you see the planets on it as like the toppings. Um, so that is essentially if you were up in a NASA space shuttle and you took a picture of the city you were born in from outer space, you're looking at this map, this wheel of the sky overhead. So the sky is separated into sections, you know, not like literally there's no boundary of it, but there's sections in the sky. And so when you're born, um, the like sign and placement, so every chart is like you say the placement, sun sign is in a zodiac sign. So that's in sun in Scorpio. That's amazing. That's like, I, I'm going to break down the analogy I give to my clients. The sun sign, it's like you're casting a role. So the sun sign is the lead, the lead actor, the lead actress mm. of your movie of your life. Who are we going to cast in that? Okay, who do we want to cast? Uh, Kira Knightley or something, right? So it's like, great. But now the house that that is in your chart is going to change the flavor of the role. So Kira Knightley in Love Actually is very different than Kira Knightley in like Pirates of the Caribbean or something, right? Got it, so right. It's like, that's yeah. why we can meet like, you know, so many people with the same sun signs or same moon signs and it's different. And that's the area of your life where you're gonna like be really drawn to living that part of your life out. So for instance, like your sun sign in Scorpio is in the second house. So learning your identity is gonna be very important for how you make money and your resources and your sense of value and your sense of like who you are in the world. So like your identity is directly related to how you make money, clearly. Um, And your transformation journey you go on through that sun in Scorpio is gonna help you with that. So there's 12 houses and each has a theme. I could run through them really quickly or you could look it up, but that helps you understand like, okay, by understanding that part of my chart, I'm gonna unlock the best, highest possible version of me in that area of my life. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I never really fully understood that. And the actor and yes. flavor <laughs> explanation is very helpful. I know, especially for you, I'm sure you get that. But Gabrielle, I struggled for years like, how do I explain this to people? And that's my favorite it's metaphor. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It's I, perfect. I love that. Um, okay, <laughs> everyone's really going to need to listen to this one. Can you explain what the fuck Mercury retrograde is and why it fucks us up so much, please. Oh my God, yes. So Mercury, you mischievous little trickster. Okay, so first things first, Mercury retrograde happens three or four times a year. So I like to say to people, it's not some like cosmic, you know, cataclysmic event. It's like, it just, it's very regular. It's part of the planetary programming of the year. So Mercury um, is the fastest moving planet, you know, going back to those like old solar system like models we used to make mm-hmm. out of styrofoam balls. Um, right. It's just like whipping around the earth. It's like in this like tiny tight orbit. So Mercury rules um, thoughts. It rules our communications. It rules our technology. It rules cars. It rules travel. It rules basically like how information gets from point A to point B. 
which are all very mm-hmm. fast moving things, right? Travel is fast, technology is fast, communication is fast, nothing's faster than our thoughts. So these are things that move really fast, right? So Mercury um, kind of naturally in the divine order, it just, it, it, like it laps us so many times throughout the year of the other planets orbiting that it appears as if it's going backwards, but it's just kind of slowing down in its orbit. And when that happens on earth, Mercury, in mythology is the only god that went from the heavens to earth so like on earth we feel it a lot we're like oh mercury the guy who's guiding and the guardian so to speak of thoughts communications technology is like taking a snooze he's like chilling out he's like oh 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 out of office away message up and we're just like hey (laughs) like down here things aren't really working but um and truthfully i used my ex-fiance worked for satellite company like with Boeing and NASA and like this was years ago and he'd be like yeah we put up certain alerts for Mercury retrograde because like it's it's that real like people if you're paying attention you know it's just gonna mess things up and the thing that I want people to know about it is it's really a beautiful opportunity I love Mercury retrograde Um, I'm a Virgo so I'm very connected to Mercury it's the ruling planet of Virgo so yeah, does it come from my life? Oh, 100%. Like when we started this, you're like, your thing's not working. I'm like, yeah, it's just during Mercury retrograde. My charger starts uh, my computer weird, just the most basic part of my computer. But it's this thing of like, it's this invitation. Everything in astrology is an invitation to increase our awareness. And so we move really fast as humans, right? Like we move so, we mm-hmm. move so fast. You like, multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate human on the phone, doing this, creating, buzzing, talking, thinking. Um, And so three or four times a year, the universe is like, just slow down. It's really gonna pay off. And this is the time of year where we actually don't wanna push forward with things. Yeah. Especially if you're creative or ambitious or driven, um, like it's, it's, it could be easy to be in the trap of output, 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 pushing forward, pushing forward. But, Mercury is the messenger planet. So like Mercury has a message for us if we slow down and listen. So like during Mercury retrograde, just being mindful of like leaving margins in your time, you know, not overbooking yourself. And it's a great time to do like the re-words. So instead of starting something new, why don't you go back and revisit something that's hanging out there, you know, mm. a project you didn't finish, decide if you want to do it or not. Um, reconnect with someone, um, you know, review, reassess, um, remember, realign. Like it, it's this things of like, let's go back. And you kind of, Mercury will show you what the theme is. Like, ooh, that conversation came up again. I didn't really finish that with someone. All right, it's time mm-hmm. to redo that. Um, and when you listen and you harness that, it's like, oh, I get it why that had to happen. Because then you shoot forward when Mercury starts going again and you're out the slingshot, but this time you're like headed in a direction where you just feel maybe more clear, more confident. And Mercury is also the trickster planet. So my other advice is like all of that I do internally, but yeah, does my car start doing weird things? Do I get the rainbow wheel of death? Do I have my husband scheduled a meeting a few weeks ago? He thought it was for LA, it was for Chicago. Things happen, okay? And Mercury as the trickster is saying, hello, dear humans, stop taking yourself so seriously. Like can you laugh it off a little bit? Like, can you just right. let it roll off your shoulders? Um, so right. that's my hot take. For, and, f- and for the record, like your neighbors doing work next door, which I'm sure people can hear, we're going to blame that on I'm fucking gonna Mercury blame Retrograde, guys. <laughs> I am just having to laugh it off of like, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm at, I'm at my beach house, so things are just, the walls are very thin, everything's open, and everyone's just, like, decided to do, like, these past three days, like, construction, cut down their bushes, cut down their trees, and I'm just of, like... Of course, of I course. I mean, of course. So, yes, yeah, so we're in Mercury retrograde right now, and I'm like, for a few more days, and I'm just like, you gotta laugh it off, because my Virgo uptight perfectionist butt would just be, like, having a meltdown and trying to be, like, doing this from my car right now. <laughs> Uh, I love it. No, we're just going to blame it and move forward. Um, So I want to point out because you kept saying, you know, revisit, refocus. That doesn't mean to text your ex during Mercury retrograde. Mm, Thank you. Let's just make everyone very aware of that. Thank you for bringing up the (laughs) other part of Mercury retrograde that I forgot is that people come out of the woodwork. So it's again, like everyone's feeling astrology, even if you don't know it, even if you can't like identify it. So somewhere out there, the old fuck boy who you were talking to in January or so-and-so that like friend you had a falling out with or that old coworker, they are subconsciously like reviewing something. Like they're like, oh yeah, like Gabrielle, what happened with that? Or like, or Mercury retrograde will make sure that some, for some reason, your email sends them an email that you had in the outbox you didn't realize from like <laughs> six months ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen um, and like, it's not the it's not a sign from the universe not a sign from your angels to get back with them it may be a sign to close something out with more clarity mercury always wants clarity yes. from us so did you go someone did you did you, did you go someone did you actually feel like you know what you ghosted me but i actually want to take this opportunity to be like so happy you reached out i'm actually happy and healthy without you um but i do want to say i didn't really like the way you treated me and ended this but have a nice life like it's a way clear and concise and kind of close out those loop ends but yeah it's not um an opportunity to like ooh, it's a sign i should get back with that person (laughs) yes oh my god hear that loud and clear everyone please um so oh god and it's it's so interesting where i want to this is this episode is going to air months from now but we're recording this on june 1st mercury retrograde of this cycle ends june 3rd correct Mm -hmm. So uh, everything that you just spoke about, about that feeling like, you know, you need to not push forward and leap forward to start doing new things. I've been feeling that very heavily, like almost very stagnant, like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And the universe is like, no, just fucking take a seat and chill. Um, And you when you did my chart separately, um, you were like, yeah, that's going to kind of come to an end pretty soon. And like a lot of shit's going to start moving forward and like opening up. so I, I identify with all of that very much so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very real. Our next Mercury retrograde will be September 9th. It's my birthday, so that's why I remember it off the top of my head. Um, so yes, if someone's listening to this and they're feeling that and when this comes out, but and again, you just want to trust the sacred rhythms and how you're like intuitively feeling the slowing down. Yes, after I looked at your chart, I was like, that slingshot that I just mentioned is going to be like, turbo fueled nitrous oxide boosted like a slingshot that was made in like whoa like out of titanium steel so i always just trust the mercury retrograde like if i'm blocked if things are slowing down it's for a reason um yeah and that's what i love about astrology because i used to internalize all that i've messed up why is why did the phone call stop why didn't the deal go through right right why are the clients why why is the thing tricky with my partner right now and i'm like oh I'm supposed to look at something. I'm supposed to re-examine something first. Yeah. Oh, we love that. Love that validation. <laughs> um, can you give some insight on eclipses and what type of energy those bring? Yeah. So eclipses, in short, just bring fucking chaos to us. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, it's chaos <laughs> magic, truly. Um, so eclipses, oh man, it's like, they happen again at least twice a year and they happen in a set. So eclipses are when the full moon or new moon get close to what we call like the nodes, the nodes of the moon. The nodes of the moon are an esoteric point, but they dictate our karmic path that we're all on here on Earth. Um, so when the sun and moon get close to that, it's like a rewriting of your karma. It's a new path. It's a new destiny line is being opened. So sometimes that destiny line, that karma is like, oh, you've been laying down some really good karma. You've been doing some good things, some good work. And the eclipses come to speed up time. So they're going to fast forward you like three, five X into the next chapter. Or if you've been making decisions that are not in alignment with your highest good and dragging your feet on like making a change or wanting to make a change, but not knowing how, the eclipses sometimes might pick you up off of your path and, you know, Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz tornado house and like drop you somewhere <laughs> on the yellow brick road. And, um, you know, I can talk about some eclipse self-care and how to work with it because truly I, yeah. I love eclipses, just like Mercury retrograde. I love chaos. I do because it's like chaos is creation. It's new energy, right? But again, our human muggle brains and our egos and our comfort zones and all of that stuff during eclipses can just like clench down and we got to unclench our butts, baby girls and boys, because we got to just let ourselves go with the cosmic flow of what's trying to happen and change. And when you can surrender to that and do a little bit of prep work that I'll talk about, they're, they're crazy moments. Like you could be like, all right, for this time, I'm going to set a certain intention but then I can take hands off of the wheel and like let the universe and my higher self, my guides, my spiritual team kind of change things up and do what it needs to do um, to put me in a place where I get to be aligned with my highest, hottest, healthiest self. Yes, totally. Love that. So what are some practices that people should be aware of during eclipse seasons? So eclipse seasons, um, so a solar eclipse is a new moon, happens on a new moon, it's a supercharged new moon. Um, a full moon is a lunar eclipse. So like you'll kind of start to feel, the moons affect our emotions and they affect our inner world. So you will start to feel the effects of this a month out. So look at the eclipse calendar right now. The next ones we have are end of October, November. Um, start paying attention about a month out from that you're going to start to feel like an eclipse is a portal it's like a drain so imagine draining a pool you're going to start to feel the ripple effects on the top like you let that drain out you're like ooh, something's happening on the surface and then as it gets emptier and emptier it's going to feel like then we're going down yeah. the portal so first and foremost look at the eclipse dates look at them figure them out a month out, start paying attention to like, ooh, some things are happening, things are changing. Maybe my emotions, your emotions will teach you what your eclipse medicine is. So listening to your emotions, mm. listening to your feelings, paying attention to your triggers, paying attention to, ooh, what lights you up? What, get, what gets the butterflies going in your stomach? Um, chances are that's your emotions being like, something's coming, something's changing. And then I want you to think about um, like, with the eclipse, the solar eclipses are new beginnings. Um, but to have a new beginning, we always have to let something go. And eclipses are like a cosmic cleanup crew coming to take something from your house. Like, you know, when you move or you move in or out of a place, there's always pieces you don't want anymore. And you got you can't get a new fridge if the old fridge is there. Um, 
Right. So I like to look at the opportunity of like, what do I want to let go of during this eclipse? And I get excited. Wow, there's going to be these big, hunky men, strong men who will just take this thing from me. I don't even have to do any work on my own, sweating it out to the corner. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you don't consciously acknowledge that you have something that is not serving you, that you have outgrown, that is just not a good fit for you anymore, if you're trying to hold on to it, what's going to happen is that cosmic cleanup crew is going to come and take things from your house, but you're not intentionally involved. So it's going to feel really stressful. Like if someone just came in my house, yeah. I was like, hey, I'm just here to pick up three things and you didn't tell me what to get. So I'm going to take your favorite sea glass uh, lamp and I'm going to take your favorite crystal. And I'm like, what? Like, no, take that bridge. It doesn't work. So prepare, prepare, prepare for this idea. There is going to be an ending. There is going to be a new beginning. Like, can I kind of scan my life? Can I kind of scan my patterns, my behaviors? And be like, ooh, like something here really isn't working. That's the first and foremost thing because that mm. makes you feel empowered. But the empowered co-creator of your life with the universe versus just like life is happening to me. Okay? Yeah. Then the eclipses are intense physically. So I need everyone during eclipse season to buckle down on self-care, especially these ones we have through July 2023 20, are all about like it's Scorpio Taurus sounds like your term like <laughs> spang on for you um yeah Scorpio Tauruses <laughs> are fixed signs so we're gonna feel these in a way that's gonna be very intense to us okay so we're gonna feel them in our physical body Taurus rules the physical Scorpio rules like the soul so um and space in your schedule really dedicating yourself to eating well drinking lots of water movement book extra sessions with your therapist. Like what is your, like, I love your system of, you know, like the self-love cocktail. Like what are the things yeah. you do? Write that out and make sure you're doing them. And then space, lots of space and schedule because eclipses make you emotional. They make things erratic. They make things go a little kooky and haywire. And all that stuff is a lot more feasible when you're not like overpacked and giving out, out, out the lot without any input. Um, and the other thing I like to say during eclipses is like, it's a time for spiritual self-care, but we don't want to do active manifesting work. Like I mentioned, they are moons right. full moons, but mm-mm-mm, mm-mm-mm. This is like, this is a no-no of um, doing like magic or ritual or trying to control what is happening during the eclipse. You can think about, like I said, what do you want to let go of leading up to it? But mm. when that portal comes between that new moon and full moon um, time, like it's a two-week portal, like, you just let go. You just say, I'm not going to do, like, I'm not going to ask anything this new moon. I'm just going to see. This is the universe is catching up right now. So eclipses happen in 18 and a half year cycles. So not only do you not want to manifest under a new moon because there's a lot of things happening, but a normal new moon seeds that are planted blossom in six months. If you plan to see the intention during a solar eclipse, it's going to be like, oh, they want this to happen in 18 and a half years. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a really um, just technical reason why we don't do it. But from a more yeah. place of respect of Mother Nature and the cosmos and our higher self, it's a practice of being like, I don't have to be in control every new moon. Mm. I've said what I need yeah. to say. And I can just like this, like we're always like, clenching on the wheel. Yep. Similar to Mercury retrograde theme. There's a common theme here with us humans. It's like, can I just like let go, go in the backseat, take a nap, watch a show, yeah. look out the window, 
and like like take the wheel universe and do what you need to do because like I said, it speeds up time. So the eclipse is like, great, get it. Now that they're out of the way, let's make some cool shit happen. All right? Right. So it's like right. letting go, going to flow, practicing your physical self-care and just preparing yourself a month out that like shit is going to change. It's just going to happen. Um, and the less we can resist yeah. that, the better we're going to feel. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so that'll segue us nicely into new moon, full moon, because um, we hear so much online about like, oh, it's a new moon, set your manifestation. So can you talk to me a little bit about new moons, full moons, what the significance is, what you should be doing on each and some insight around that? Of course. Yeah. So new moons, full moons, um, you know, we talked about getting into astrology. It was very interesting to me, but it was actually working with the new moons and full moons is what actually changed my life, where I started to see things happen around me. Um, so the new moon happens once a month and it's in a zodiac sign of the season. Um, so we just had like the new moon in Gemini, for instance. So whatever season we're in is that new moon and it's a new beginning, it's a new chapter. And this is the time in the lunar cycle where it's quiet, the sky is dark. That's how I teach my clients to remember it. It looks like soil. So it's time to plant your seeds. Um, mm. I went to a biodynamic vineyard in Sicily and they plant their seeds under the new moon. Like again, we're not making it up oh, that's here. Cool. We're like not starting from scratch. <laughs> this has been done for thousands of years. So we sit down. If you want to gather with your friends or yourself, just about being quiet and going within, like pulling some cards, reflecting and asking your heart, like, what do you need next? What do you desire? Um, and I love this because, you know, I used to do like New Year's resolutions and it's like, what? That's not how we're going to change our life. Making a few weird mm -hmm. resolutions and well, here in New York, the coldest, most depressing time of the year. Uh, what? Like, so this is a monthly check-in with your heart, which is what we want. And these are intentions, like I said, that will bloom and blossom over the next six months. So six months from that new moon, you have the full moon in that same sign. So got it. you'll have the full moon in Gemini. And I always recommend keeping it in one place, writing it in one journal, because you will start to freak the fuck out at your life when you realize what happens in six months and how powerful your intentions mm. are. And I always say, you know, write them in the present tense, write them in a way that feels juicy and alive. And we talked about that with you of like, affirmations don't work for you because they felt too like, you know, uh, I don't talk like that to myself. So like write your effort, write your right. intentions, how you talk to yourself. Imagine you're calling a friend and telling them this news. You're telling your therapist about this breakthrough. Like, write it down. Like, I am so fucking pumped that my book is on the bestseller list again. And like, I am so excited that I've like finally found a love that's like conscious and holding space for me and makes me feel heard and loved. Like, talk about how you do talk about with someone. Don't just write like, I am like, I wrote a book. It's like, attach emotion to it. Make it yeah. real. Use words like, I am grateful. I'm excited. I am stoked. Um, and, you know, then you just do something, tune in. Full moons happen every month, but it's not the same lunar cycle. A lunar cycle is six months. So then in the same month, you have the full moon is always in the opposite sign of the solar season. So we have upcoming the full moon in Sagittarius. It's the opposite sign of Gemini. And what does opposite energy do in astrology? It is manifestation energy. It is spark. It is new life force. So it's mm. essentially the six month full bloom. A lot of people say the full moons are for releasing. And I'm just gonna say that's not entirely true or it's just a piece of the puzzle. I want you to think about a full moon is like a fully charged battery you have. Like I am, I'm full right now. What am I gonna do with that? 
full moon's about doing, they're about embodiment, they're about living into the next opportunity. So full moons are a great time to show gratitude to where you're at, reflect on the last six months, even if you haven't been doing a moon practice. Um, full moons are a great time to dance, again, be in your body, feel, like feel into like what's happening around you and look for, are there any cycles that are coming to completion or closure? And yes, maybe it's to release them, but maybe it's more so like back to that grape on the vine like this thing is coming to fruition, to full bloom, and it's time to pluck that grape and do the next thing with it. Make wine out of yeah. it. So it's not just about release. It's about like, ooh, something's come full bloom and now it's ready for the next, the next thing I want to do. Mm. Does that make sense? Totally. I love that. Um, so again, for people listening, we're recording this in June. So we just had the new moon in Gemini. I sat outside in with my journal, did like all of my things that I'm working on. And um, so I'll be interested to see when we get to the next, you know, six month cycle, sitting down and being like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. these are the things that came to fruition. And then comparing them with my chart is always really great validation, I think, for for those manifestations. Um, all right, let's let's get into it, Maddie. What is your Saturn return? Oh man. Okay, so Saturn return. Um, again, another thing that's really like vilified, and it is intense. I'm not gonna lie, but it's the phase. It's a rite of passage in your chart. Um, Saturn is a very slow moving planet. So your solar return happens every year. It's when the sun returns to the place it was when you were born. That's why it happens every year. Your Saturn return, though, um, only happens every 27 to 29 years. So at 27 to 29, but we actually start feeling it when we're 26, usually. Um, Saturn is a planet of how you take responsibility, accountability for your life. And it's like a taskmaster. Saturn is like that personal trainer that you have a love-hate relationship with. It is that boss, that mentor who gives you the tough love because they see the best in you. And so Saturn returns like, hey, around that age, um, yeah, if you've been making any decisions that are out of alignment with your highest good, if you have any coping mechanisms, if you have any crutches, anything you haven't looked at or any way you're just sleeping on your own magic, Saturn is going to like pull the chair out from under you so you wake up pretty fucking fast. And um, then it's a journey. It's a two and a half year portal where the universe is going to make you feel alone like saturn returns you learn those lessons usually alone so you might lose friends lose relationships um, or just feel like more quiet or inward and it's going to show you usually that you have a purpose bigger than you realized but now like in one of those superhero training montages you gotta like you you gotta grow into the person who's worthy of sharing that purpose through learning yeah. about boundaries are always usually a huge saturn return theme about like what you will and will not consent to. Um, where are you the toxic one sometimes in your life? Where do you have to unlearn some things from your family of origin? And it just is like everything at once. But truly, like I said, it's a beautiful rite of passage. It's a beautiful portal. If you have the awareness and the open heartedness to want to make a change. Yes. So for everyone that's already laughing, listening to this, yes, my Saturn return was my eat, pray, FML journey and everything that happened after that. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. 
I mean, like literally to a T. Um, and, you know, I have friends, too, that are it's so clear, like Carly Craig, um, who you guys heard last season on the podcast. Her Saturn return was when she found out her boyfriend of four years was like living this double life um, and had completely gaslit her and manipulated her. And she had to suddenly unlearn all of this, you know, mental abuse that she had taken on and really like reinvent her life and what she was going to do. Like it's so to a T in so many people's situations. Um, and it's really something to just, again, like there's nothing you can do to stop it. It's more just being aware of it and like riding the fucking wave. Yeah. Literally. Cause all good stuff comes from it. No, literally riding the wave. Like again, just the hands off the surrendering. Like if you're trying to be attached to how things were, it's going to be painful. But like if you're open. Yes, so, absolutely. Yes. Um, what is a cardinal sign versus a fixed sign? And what does that entail? So um, the signs have uh, these things called modalities. And there's three of them. And there's cardinal and fixed and mutable. So cardinal signs are Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn. And those are the initiators. So if you have a lot of that in your chart or where you have that in chart, in your chart is where you want to take the lead or you want to start those are the times of the year if you think mm. about the dates it's when the seasons are changing there's a new change of direction right cardinal sign wait so let me let me make sure i'm understanding this correctly so if you have one of those signs in your chart that's when you that time so like for libra that's october if, if that's your sun um, sign so yeah. okay then that's when you should start doing big events and such but only if it's your sun sign anywhere you have the modality this is a little bit more like it's a little advanced astrology i appreciate whoever uh, wrote this in but like it's um yeah everyone has it so for you your moon sign is cardinal it's aries so how your emotions mm. are is your emotional impulse is to initiate to change direction to figure out a solution so libra aries cancer and capricorn are all cardinals so they want to where you have that in your chart um if you have a lot of that in your chart you're an initiator you're a leader in that way you're mm. a trailblazer you want to get shit done then the fixed signs are taurus scorpio leo aquarius those are they're fixed they're fixed signs so they're here to build things they are good with consistency, reliability. Once they lock in on something, honey, no, it's game over. It's just like, hunker yeah. down. Like, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. Um, they don't do great with, like, fast change or abrupt change in that, like, spontaneous way, especially if they feel like it wasn't their idea. So, fixed signs, mm -hmm. they're here to, like, build off of what cardinal signs initiated, if that makes sense. And then mutable yes. signs which I have a lot of in my chart, Virgo, Pisces, Gemini, Sagittarius. Those are the shapeshifter, the magic makers. They take what Cardinal started and then fixed, built, and like, let's tweak it. Let's make some magic. Let's modify it. Let's mm. tweet it. Let's turn it into a movie. Let's like, and they're, right. like, they're sort of shifting the form of it. Um, and they love change. They actually like thrive on variety and change. So that's sort of a high level like, again, we're going a little deeper into astrology. Yeah, I, help. I love that. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Um, how do you find the right person um, and someone reputable to read your chart? Is everybody kind of the same? Is there, mm -hmm. you know, because I know, like, if you're looking for, like, a therapist or a medium, it's not just about their ability. It's who you connect with. Like, is there something to look out for as far as who you're choosing to read your chart? 
Yeah, I would just say like trusting your intuition, doing your homework. Don't be afraid to ask for like receipts or referrals. Yeah, just like finding a therapist. Um, it's a really personal journey. Um, and, you know, obviously we're lucky nowadays with things like TikTok and Instagram. I would look at like videos or podcasts if you can, because obviously that speaks a yeah. lot more than like a post. Um, and just be like, do I connect with this person? You know, are our values similar? Is their personality? Like, like I curse a lot. I um, keep things pretty real. I'm always like talking about like, hey, like mental health. And we have to talk about things like our sexuality and things that are happening in the social realm. Right. Because that's just how I look at the, at the world. And I tend to work with people who are very purpose-driven entrepreneurs, leaders, very heart-centered. But I have other people who do astrology and they're just focusing on like relationships or fertility or love. So like it's it's a shopping thing, but I would say trusting the most important is like, do I vibe with this person? Right. Yeah, totally. As in anything in life. <laughs> um, okay. So closing out, I mean, we can talk about this all day. You're, you're so fucking fabulous. And this has been such great information. Um, closing out, when you did my chart, mm -hmm. you, you mentioned something in... Um, in late September into mm -hmm. October, that's gonna be like a really big thing in my life. Um, I've also had other astrologers tell me that from like June of 2022, like now, mm -hmm. um, to throughout 2023 is gonna be a really massive year for me. Is that, I'm 33 now, is that because of my chart specifically or is that like everybody that's in their mm. year of 33? Is there something to that? Mm, great question. Um, yes and no. Um, it's like a both end question. Um, in general, like, so we have astrology is, like there's these big transits we're living through and they're affecting all of us. But if the planets are doing something and it lines up with something specific in your chart, it's like we all could see lightning but if you have metal, you're gonna feel the lightning strike like on you. Um, so a transit right, right. is like that. So for all of us from May 10th to September 20, uh, October 28th, Jupiter's in Aries. For every single human soul listening to this, it's go time, baby, go. We've been in some very sticky, heavy, emotional, weird fucking astrology since 2020. This is the first fresh air we get and like a boost and like stop overthinking it just do it. The expression just do it was born under a Jupiter and Aries transit because it's just you feel it like go have fun. You with an Aries moon zing lightning strike right on your inner world, your sense of emotional fulfillment, mm, your creativity. It. So you're going to feel that like crazy. Then the transits that we're going through with these big eclipses, they're Scorpio Taurus. So you have those in very personal parts of your chart. So it's almost like Jupiter and Aries mm. is pushing you forward. And then in that new unexplored mountaintop you're going to, you're running, you're having fun. It's about you chasing what lights you up. Almost like you get there and the day you get there, there's an eclipse. So it's like, oh, the good thing I got up here because the opportunities at this level are very different than what was right. down there. And then, so if that makes sense, we'll all feel the eclipse. We'll all feel Jupiter and Aries. That's why I love studying astrology. It's like, learn about these moments that we have. But if you have Aries in mm. your chart, you're going to feel that times 1000. So yeah, 
Oh, I love that. I'm ready for it from your mouth to the universe's <laughs> ears. Um, Maddie, can you tell everyone where they can find you online, your different pages, if they want to get their chart read with you or work with you? Like, all tell us all the things. Amazing. Yeah. So basically, my brand, the Cosmic RX, you know, Instagram, TikToks, all of that. Um, check out the links. My whole intention with this was to have a wide variety of access points. We have free tools, free decoders. Free. Um, we have a community platform that we're rolling out that will be live when this comes out. A free place to gather with like-minded people. And then for like $9 a month, you can come to new moon calls with me. We have a ton of resources and tools and coaches and basically everything you need, cosmic coaching in one spot. And then I open up my one-on-one -on -one mentorship spots throughout the year, like once or twice. So you can always get on my wait list for that. Um, and then birth chart readings. They're kind of limited, but they're there. But again, like I think starting with my community, getting on the newsletter is a great place to be like, hey, do I vibe with this girl? I also have a podcast, Cosmic Rx yeah. Radio. Like, see if we vibe. So that's that. But thank you so much for having me on. I could talk about your, I You're could talk about so astrology welcome. with you all day. I could talk about your chart all day. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the the episode that I did with you on your podcast, um, which I again we never know when this shit's gonna air, but make sure you go check out the one I did with her if you want to like see a little bit of deep dive into my chart and a lot of validation um, and things in the future that we're gonna circle back on when they come to fruition and be like, see, Maddie predicted it. It was in the chart. Astrology, <laughs> so real. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being right. here, girl. I adore Thank you. you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Mwah. I want to thank Maddie so much for coming on. I have found so much guidance in all of her pages. So please go check her out on TikTok, on her Instagram pages. There's such valuable information there that she offers if you want to dive deeper into your own astrology journey. And I will keep you all posted on what she predicted for my life in my chart. And we will uh, see if that comes true later this year. As always, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.